Boom, what's up everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host, Alan Sakyan. Very excited to be talking about rethinking scientific discovery. We have Parnian Barakatane joining us on the show. Hello. Hello everyone, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. Super excited. For those that don't know, Parni's background is she's an independent researcher focused on the physics of intelligence. And you can find the links in the bio below, shannonlabs.co, as well as her Twitter profile. All right, Parni, let's start things off with one of our favorite questions to ask our guests. What are your thoughts on the direction of our world? Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so the direction of world, uh, my main interest is like two main aspects. One is how we are shaping science or innovation in like a broader perspective that we're thinking about, uh, which we're going to talk about. And the other one is like physics of intelligence that I'm also uh, very excited about because I think um, the way we are bounding ourselves has come from the idea of like, uh, like the direction, that, like even people that can have more new innovative ideas and discoveries that they usually they don't think about, and that's something I'm very very excited about um, about like innovations and new ideas. So when you were young, like who were you that got you interested in rethinking the science and innovations? Um, yeah, I actually was like really interested in uh, physics and like teleportation when I was younger. Uh, so that was like my main childhood dream uh, and I supposed to study physics, I accepted physics um, to study in Moscow State University in Russia uh, before I finished my high school uh, but my parents didn't let me to go so I had like a long journey until I ended up in the US. I ended up not studying physics, um, I dropped off four times from undergrad and I did like a bunch of different random uh, things. Um, and then uh, one thing, it was kind of like that's more of like a recent because uh, after I was visited Iran when I was here for a year, um, I was seeing all the very interesting like innovations and texts that are happening like in MIT and like Harvard and like other universities, but they're like those are very, very segregated from like some like people that are like super excited. They want to like know like how they can do science and like research and how they can access to like informations and yes you have all the old web, web page of university professors that you kind of look at too and like wikipedia pages but that's something you, for example when you are like having a problem you don't know what is all the most like relevant resources that i have and that makes me excited to start my first company um, which i was like working on um, but generally i really think about like science and scientific discovery or innovation, a broader perspective, but we have the whole innovations like it shouldn't be bounded only in university and university labs and with like a very well structured mechanism. And that's something I do like to change as one of my life goal. I have lots of life goals, but that's one of them. <laughs> and then how do we uh, do exactly that? How do we unbound the scientific discoveries and advancements out of just the academic? Uh, yeah, so like if you look at the problem in science, uh, you can break it down in many different pieces. Like one of the pieces is about um, um, scientific journal. Um, like right now, for example, we should have some sort of experiment. Like, I mean, each felt they have their own disciplines. Um, and then you kind of like use like certain experiments. Your journals is like have some certain like timeline for the experiment that you design and you're proofing something. But, uh, and then um, in some sense, like many of those incremental, some of them, it depends on the field, is more fundamental. But, um, 
you can think about this in terms of the journal, like you can do like lots of innovation in journal. For example, I can just like constantly updating my innovations over and my ideas over. It can be more, much more crowdsourced, like people like yeah. come together and like uh, bouncing off like ideas. And um, the other things like it's bothers me the most is that the language of like each field is very very specific so if I'm like for example I start reading a lot about neuroscience and when I'm reading that like there's like lots of like vocabularies I don't know but the core idea is a lot simple and then you see like the whole sets of books and like solar science books which is like crazy like interesting sci-fi books but they're not really connected with science but there are like very interesting ideas and how I can concretize those ideas into actual science and I guess that's something a link is missing or how can I borrow ideas from like many different disciplines but I'm like formulating like ideas for doing like discovery um, that's something you can like work on like scientific journal and there's like a whole branch of things like in the incentive structure so like lots of like scientists are thinking about like who's going to be the first author and one thing I really really um, care or like interested by a few scientists and like one of them is like Satoshi, I guess, like, he was like an uh, anonymous independent um, person that like, I didn't say like he did like a breakthrough discovery, but he did the structure that changed the whole like market like significantly. And, mm -hmm. um, and anonymously. Anonymously. And that was like something I think a link that we were missing a lot um, yes. in the science. Um, selfless breakthroughs. Self, uh, exactly. And like how you can kind of working on like directions that are not um, a research that is not based on any like academic fame or based on any sorts of like accreditations and like if the goal is like is discovery then it should be and like it should not come from our like level of things that when we do like science especially like really not in AI like everyone when they do like they say oh, we are the best organizations or we are the best people doing AI because of X, B, C, D but there is like lots of like manipulations over like how is that controlling those like science and like discoveries and who's getting uh, credit for and you see like all those like arm race between those like systems and what I'm interested in like Tim Berners-Lee it's is not anonymous but like is like someone that is did like a huge impact but he like think a lot less in terms of like what is the part like who's going to control like internet which yes, that was like a yes. discovery that we had was like significantly <laughs> changed I think that should happen a lot in more different fields Agreed. Um, yes that be lacking um, and then you have the sets of like academic institutions I'm not against academic institutions I think they provide like lots of tremendous values that exist like you are in the intellectual like like simulation essentially uh, that you can talk with like lots of people and they go off those people to mentor you and like lots of professors but there are uh, different systems here that you can questions about like why I, if I want to do science why the PhD program should be three for four years why yeah. I cannot come very unconventional back and why it should be aged I might come up with like very crazy idea when I'm like 65 and uh, or like 12 and yeah. I want to do science and yes you potentially can like talk with like research but the structure is like not very well 
design when you're trying to do like innovation or when you're trying to like or if you want to work on many different fields like uh, you need to provide your own credit in order to be able to speak your ideas or directions that you want and there's a whole pro process of like matching with the person I'm like most more aligned like one of the main problems I like to do science and um, I have a hard time to find out exactly the professors that really understand me and I can like expect with them like hours and hours like talking about like ideas which might shape like the way like we do things and I think yeah. that like connections is like something missing with like science and there's a whole sets of ideas also you can see like in terms of like grants and funding and how much of like those effect on the relationship and advising between like students and professors and like some of the times like students don't have independent and um, they are like really like bounded to particular like grant money uh, that exists that the project they had to work or like the professors going to provide them and some uh, um, is unfortunate by like some of the universities that they are not able to get like lots of like grant funding um, because it's based on accreditations, then you less look at the ideas, you are like less look at like the innovation that comes through, they kind of like go to like a negative like feedback loop and then the science a lot become like more um, only segmented in like a particular like areas and like very few like people that are like extremely like famous or they are like really good at communicating like their ideas and that's something a mismatch because like a lot of those ideas that we see like in the papers they're not very well articulated or they weren't like in the labs or professors that weren't um, very famous and I think that's something I'm thinking I spent like lots of time like Satamash he, uh, he was like um, uh, I don't know like how he like how that structure can be like replicatable or like there might be some ethical or there might be some ethical considerations like I don't know exactly but um, but he published like about Bitcoin like in like a random like blog post right and uh, like random mailing list and without any like journals That's or right. like things and um, that was very I guess like the whole it was like very interesting to me uh, built a core community of people exactly. that could keep going with the breakthrough yeah and he could remain anonymous or she or whatever yeah. it is yeah. so yeah. I want to visualize this together with you so in a sense, civilization has its edge of knowledge that we've been pushing over and over again in different fields over time. And the current way that we push the field, the edge of the different fields, there's incentive structures that get people to push at the edge. And there's also a, there's all these different variables that go into how people decide to push at the edge. And so how do we make it most effective for people to push at the edge of different fields have transfer learning have within we have lexicons within fields that can yeah. easily transfer yeah. ideas across fields yeah all these different things come together for a more cohesive scientific yeah. discovery um, process so i think there are like few processes involved in that uh, setting uh one is like a scientific tools that we can work on and make it much like better in order to Built sets of 
system that makes those communications or relationship between different fields or ideas like much more interesting. Like for example, I mentioned to you that we can create something like GitHub that people can push their ideas like constantly, or you can like simplify. Like you can probably some make like a website like doing a like, uh, simplified versions of your like using like language models that we already have and like give you like a simplified versions of like an idea. Uh, but those are like a sets of scientific tools you potentially can like work on like or distill, for example, they have like for like creating like a better visualizations of like science that you like talk about. But also the other things I'm interested in, like lots of people, like for example, I really like Kevin also it. Like he was like um, like MIT Media Lab and he uh, like posted his um, research uh, like that he's like interested to work on like publicly. And I feel like a lot of like professors they should uh, post their research and the main question that we should ask or important questions like publicly uh, and like lots of people they expert like they get older they kind of like understand that like like um, fragmented vision more cohesive uh, and I think those people need to ask like more fundamental questions uh, in the science community and those questions should be published a lot more uh, and uh, be more requested in terms of like we are working on those like directions um, and yeah because I think like right now when you're the process of mentor you're just like doing a lot very incremental changes especially in like some fields um, and that's like one part um, I think like what like sets of tool you make but making the informations that are most important and much we have like higher weights so you maybe can have like a weighting mechanism for figuring out what types of questions or like things I can like um, answer and how does relationship between those ideas come to um, and then uh, I think um, the um, other things also would be interesting is like a coordination problems of between different types of like, researchers that we see how they're allocating the resources for like sets of ideas. And like right now is like whatever I can market my ideas or I think I can sell it, is like become like it's like a very periodic like science. Like it, like lots of people like for example you see converge here in like AI. And like you go to like uh, Boston, like everyone converge kind of like in like biotech, it's like you kind of see those scientific hub and so converging in like some directions because there's like a lot more funding and there's like lots of resources available there. And I think I'm not too sure what stands there, but the question is like how we can kind of break down those like symmetrical like, like locations and like more fundamentally questions like oh what are the fields that might be or questions that we can ask like there are like like lots of professors like in university thinking about things like 30 years or 40 years or like 100 years from now or like maybe less like on different fields but um, like tend to like we see those science up converging towards like the same directions that like your science like creating like particle flavors epios uh, episodically through like a time period that we see and the question how we can restructure that potentially. Um, and, the, and so another one of the aspects that you've been mentioning along so many of these other key points is that <clears throat> when we do push for scientific discovery, what are the motives? Because in we, this is a really good way to view it, and we're ending. We're going to end up making a piece of content on this down the line. But this, this, the Satoshi method of pursuing 
pushing the edge of the field. Because when you deploy updates to the rest of our world and you do it in a way that's anonymous, you mm -hmm. don't do it in a way that seeks fame and that seeks fortune, but you do it in a way that seeks to better the world. And you stay out of the vortex where people mm -hmm. can critique your personality and who you are as a person rather than the idea. So that, yeah. that in itself is such a, I think, a major key. People want to make breakthroughs in science, but then all of the perverse incentive structures that exist and the way that fame and, 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 and money affect the process. Yeah, it's not only fame and money. I also think like you going to filter yourself like how I view in the scientific community. And because you're not anonymous, I think it's, provide like some structure of like, oh, am I considered credential enough? If I'm considering my like view, what like other scientific community yeah. think about me? Uh, so um, I don't know what's the best way to deploy this, but I think there is an interesting like uh, gap that we should like fill in in terms of uh, promoting a lot of like independent and also anonymous researchers. Yeah, think about how many young people have incredible uh, ideas that they want to uh, uplift into more of a um, mainstream uh, edge of science, but they can't because they don't have the credentials, the background, yeah. these types of questions. And how to rethink the structures to make it easier for someone that's in their later part of their life or the earlier part of their life to get involved in pushing the edge of science. Mm -hmm. So you spent a decent amount of time also um, with self-teaching as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So teach us about how you ended up self-teaching yourself. I think a lot of people are really interested in this, like this whole unschooling process. So teach us about that. Yeah, so I guess uh, very related to that one idea I want to talk, it's like a scientific community uh, that we're going to like how it's important to structure a lot more of the scientific community. Uh, that essentially helps me a lot. Um, um, I guess uh, when I uh, moved, I, um, I kind of like know that I want to like, again, like the question is like, there's a separate question, like whether we can scale scientific community or not. But like one of the things I learned the most, like when I moved to the Bay Area, I was working a startup, but then I involved in like living like lots of community houses. And those community houses, like I was also like, uh, I always tell like people that I have like a secret master at Stanford because I was going to like lots of classes like at Stanford and uh, going to conferences, like that helps me a lot. I feel like they should be like a school that like, you don't pay tuition, you just for like one year, just go to like conferences. conferences yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. like you learn a lot, you learn you about like... Network uh, with other powerful uh, people. Uh, uh, like the state of like a field and what you learn and like that, those are like affect me a lot. Like uh, figuring out, asking more important questions or like figuring what's the most relevant right. resources that I need to like use or like people that like help me along the way. And, and also I walk into the classes at Stanford, Berkeley, yeah, that type so, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> MIT already just walk in, yeah, yeah. sit down. Yeah. Uh, which was like very great because like lots of you actually like my housemate was like TA in one of the NLP class yep. and um, so he was like had his tea at 11 p.m. Okay, nobody goes to his tea and knock his was like can I ask you a question because I took that, co <laughs> that yeah. class yeah. you get direct access <laughs> yeah so I was yeah. kind of like lucky to that I asking like NLP. <laughs> like so few people get that yeah uh, but I think uh, so like lots of people like 
putting courses online but also creating like, those community for learning it's very important i wish it was in all the cities like around the world like we kind of see those like here also there is lots of really cool science community houses like i wish like we see a lot more around the world that people are come together and like learn together and even they create their own directions they can like use like lots of resources like as part of what they're working on and i think that's something you see a lot in silicon valley there's like lots of like people with weird background that's not common in other places usually and that's something i like to see a lot more um and scientific community that potentially helps a lot um, also the other things I did like at the first research project I have I met people I work with like very weirdly like uh, one of them was one of my friends I met at Burning Man <laughs> and we started talking about AI and we had talked for like eight hours uh, or something like that and then after we just like okay we should like probably work on like writing paper and I find the mentor that he also like uh, help us like it was like very established scientist, uh, like scientist uh, and like someone else who was like undergrad in MIT like we kind of formed like an independent research like project mm -hmm. that we work together which is like none of us has like a credential by academic stone that we see except the mentor that I find yeah, yeah. Um, and that was like really fulfilling experiment that I had like uh, that you can do it it's like a lot harder but it was kind of like possible that you can uh, structure the way to like discover the ideas that you want and that kind of like um, made me a lot more interested to to like research um, in AI and that's something I continue doing that and I were um, collaborated with OpenAI and also I was uh, an instructor at Udacity so mm -hmm. those because of just I made like my own yeah. like side research project and like find like random people and work with them. Um, that's what's up. Yeah. That's how to funnel yourself into organizations that are doing good work and learn from their processes. And also I like how you explain that there's totally for um, for young people, uh, finding, finding mentors is so critical. Walking into conferences, volunteering at conferences, networking with people at conferences, um, also walking into classes, um, finding these little these pockets of like scientific houses where people are living together, pushing a specific edge in a field. I, w I look forward to society having more of these pockets of like scientific houses yeah. and like conference tours for young people to like go around to the different like, houses. There's great. like lots of people can just like going to classes and sitting in classes and like take lectures, but they don't do it. It was so unfortunate. Like, there were very few people I see like they like, coming to class at Stanford, and whenever you ask professors, they're like fine, and you could see them at conference like, oh, can I sit your class? Yeah. Like, you're it's fine. Like, sure. Yeah. Uh, Especially when you want to. Because they already have students in their class that don't that pay and don't even want to be there. To, yeah. Like, yeah. And then you can also like do the side project in the class because the main important part is also like doing the class exactly. assignments. Yeah. So you can find do enough the like friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. that. Then you get their easy. email, and you're yeah. all of a sudden so you're one of their process. yeah you're one of their star pupils yeah. because you actually care about yeah. the class. Um, yeah. I mean, for some uh, field are a lot like harder. I think, like when, for example, you're trying to do like vet biology labs. I think yeah. uh, that's why we require to have uh, hubs that are make those sorts of experiments are much more feasible. Um, there is also the other interesting things we should talk about is like. Um, the whole uh, aspect of feedback loop mm -hmm. in order to do like research. Um, I think one of the things in AI, the feedback loop is short. I mean, there's some downside that we see like lots of 
experience more incremental change, but also uh, because uh, the computing power we had uh, in past recent years make everyone easy to like run the experiment and kind of like deploy like like lots of algorithms that we see and kind of like do modify and do engineering over because that feedback loop is like very very short and sure. you can just like run your algorithms and like test it. Uh, but some field. A, we don't have really good benchmark, and B, mm. the feedback loop is really, really long. Long, okay. Uh, like for example, if you want to like do the test on monkeys, like kind of like BCI stuff. Like longitudinal yeah. tests have a long and feedback loop. That's like a long. We just push loops. the. Ed, we just keep yeah. pushing. We don't even like the longitudinal test. It's like. Yeah, that 10-year test, ah, just push the technology into society. Forget uh, the 10-year yeah, test. Yeah, they're, they're also like, there are so many, like... We have no rules. idea how these technological devices are yeah. actually affecting our, our phys the physiology of our neurology. Like, we don't actually really know yet. We're uh, only starting to understand true, a little but, bit. Yeah, but also like the, the question, if you want to push the edge, we should kind of think about like laws and regulations and then bringing down the feedback loop, uh, especially like for example, if you want to like, work with BCI or like hybrid like computing slash like intelligence or whatever. So I think for those like we really require to have Shorten the feedback loop. shorter feedback loop, better benchmark um, and uh, different regulations. Um, also we need the need for independent, like I don't know. Independent researchers. I totally agree, and actually that kind of leads us to um, um, your directing Shannon yeah. Labs too. Um, although I would yeah. say I really think about ethics and ethical consequences, and that's like a whole set of things that it should be um, thinkable um, when you are designing the process. Uh, uh, and totally, uh, that's a yeah. huge part of it, but also like you said, just making regulations smoother for scientific discovery, making shorter feedback loops. Um, yeah. And, but at the same time, also recognizing that if we yeah. if we don't run longitudinal tests, we can have more oops moments. So, yeah. so um, another aspect of rethinking scientific discovery is what you're doing with Shannon Labs. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. What were you going to uh, say? So about Shannon Labs, like I, uh, because I mentioned to you, like the first like project I spent it myself was like finding like random researchers and working through that like process because I study like uh, random major sociology and like leadership, just because of the practical reason, the weird path I went through my life. Um, but then when I started this one, I see how the process is really hard. Like it wasn't like really scalable, finding the mentor, that finding I was kind of, was able, like nobody takes me like seriously when I was like trying to like do science. Like, oh, you're not technical, you don't know this one, you don't know this one. So the whole process was like a lot harder. And I wanted to uh, kind of like make a fellowship that provide mentorship and funding and uh, other types of like system where we're thinking or we talk about yes. uh, for people are um, come from some sort of like unconventional like background or like they're trying to think about science uh, and they have like or they ha they're trying to merge different disciplines or they're trying to work on like um, a benchmark. Uh, that like no one really care about or like shorting a feedback loop or they want to be anonymous and they want to like work on like sort of like directions that they don't have like enough support networks that they want to so the goal is like finding those like like a 
sets of ideas and people and like projects that are not really fit in exactly in the current mechanism or disciplines of like academic institute that we have and finding them not necessarily like potentially maybe MIT Media Lab is like a really interesting like science hub but that's like very one specific locations that is like one place right and like other places like very like structure and like when you have people all around the world like how you can kind of uh, creating a uh, community and supporting like people and that's like a goal of like channel labs be finding those projects and uh, people that are yep. pushing science yep yep and you highlighted the word independent researcher it seems to be another more and more important thing to do is to not funnel ourselves into necessarily the the constraints of academia or the constraints of, of, of corporations and industry, but stay independent. How do we fund independent researchers more effectively and let them pursue yeah. what they're treating as their input stream? Where are they finding profound realizations mm -hmm. and what are they outputting with that? Because right. it's usually really novel yeah. and important for our world. True, um, although um, I think, as I mentioned, academic institutions, they have lots of benefits totally too, uh, which for example the mentorship that you have the way you can like structure you, you can still get that uh, mentorship independently as um, well it's harder to restructure and that's one of the go off channel labs that we have uh, because like the mentorship that you want to find independent is just a lot harder um, and it's like depends on the stage of your career for example if you're like already well established that potential like NIH for example recently um, opened up the grant for independent researchers but the one that are postdoc like level they already like go through like be some sort of like a professorships or whatever but they want to like work on like some ideas that independently and they give them like lots of funding to work on their direction but they're like a lot more competitive in order to get there and also um, um, you should have some sort of accreditations that we like talk about. Um, being independent, it has some downsides and some like, like you always like need to worry about funding, you always need to worry about uh, mentorship and if you can provide those support networks then my hope is like we popping up a lot with more independent and um, anonymous potential researchers. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. The the funding, the mentorship for independent researchers to deploy more anonymous, selfless updates into our world. Um, just rethink scientific discovery in general. Let's ask a couple quick questions um, on the way out um, that we like to ask our guests. Um, what are your thoughts on um, what happens before birth and after death? Before birth and after death. Um, I think it's just about, okay, one thing is super interesting, um, you can consider uh, what is consciousness come from, and the consciousness come from potentially like evolving some sort of like a complexity in the system that we are going to see. So before birth we are, and also like a souls that we have is kind of like a, a, a one like system with some like rules. Uh, it kind of like like you feeling all the energy from your like m mom into like a low complexity like cells and that will start like replicating and that provide like some consciousness patterns uh, which that would be very very interesting <coughs> I guess like before earth like that conscious patterns wasn't exist in a sense from my perspective because it's kind of this energy level doesn't follow like particular rules or doesn't have 
any sort of like a lower entropy so we just like see in I think one thing is in earth is very interesting like you always see the uh, intersections of like changing like things to like lower to higher entropy uh, in your system mm -hmm. and before birth we potentially didn't have the lower like entropy or genetics like mutations that we have and then after that um, well yeah I think what is important that we are working on something is important that those are those ideas stay because that's kind of part of like a cultural revolution that you can have or like the ideas that like culturally evolve and like stays in our uh, timeline but I don't think we are as a person with like we exist. Do you think we're alone in the cosmos? We are alone in the cosmos. Um, uh, as a human species or as a intelligence creature you take it wherever you want as intelligence creature i don't think so i think there is like a chance of like having life in universes like relatively high there's like a um, um like equations like like equations that uh talks about that and like adam it's frank like equation, yeah. um yeah and also adam frank in his book it's his, you should invite him there uh he's also like very interesting like the life of like civilizations on earth is like talking about the chance of like we have in the civilization so yeah, i think that's like exists um but as a humanist species there might be us on earth uh, that exist but as an individual person i think Every person is alone in the universe and they create their own like perspective and ideas about the universe, but we all like influencing on each other. And do you think we're in a simulation? We're in the simulation. Um, I think, yeah, we are in a simulation with like some sort of like a shared reality among lots of us that we are evolving. And we should kind of like scope out a lot more like to have better perspective of like what directions of the simulation that we can imagine that we yeah. don't imagine right now that right. that we live the trajectory of where the civilization goes yeah to envision that and understand the actions we need to take in order to get to the good outcomes yeah. do you what do you think is the most beautiful thing in the world most beautiful things i think um i'm very interested in the relationship between entropy and uh, complexity and time. Yeah. And I think that is like something create life, that is create like many different patterns, that is great intelligence. And that's something I think is very most beautiful. Um, those like relationships. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that too. All right. Party, this has been super fun. Thank yeah. you for coming on to the show. Yeah, you're welcome. Huge I thank had a you. great time. Good. Glad Thanks. to hear that. Huge thank you to everyone for tuning in and watching. We greatly appreciate it. Love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Also, go and talk more to your friends, your coworkers, family, people online on social media about rethinking scientific discovery. Have more conversations about it. Huge shout out to Ron Vogus for producing and directing. Thank you very much, Ronnie. And go and check out the links in the bio to shannonlabs.co, also Parney's Twitter. And check out simulations links, help support us, support us, help us grow and prosper, and also support the artists, the entrepreneurs, the organizations in your communities. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest those dreams into the world. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Yeah.